0: You are listening to the Alouette's Flight Deck, a proud member of the Canadian Football Podcast Network.
1: All right, folks, we've been clear for takeoff. I'm gonna be iconic. (music) I'm gonna be iconic.
0: Welcome to the Alouette's Flight Deck, the podcast dedicated to Montreal Alouettes football. I'm Cliffy D, and you can find me on Twitter at Cliffy D.
1: And I'm Tim Capper. You can also find me on Twitter at Repact. That's R-E-P-P-A-C-T. And this episode of the podcast is presented by our good friends over at Sportbuff, where if you use the promo code Deck 10 at checkout, you will save 10% off your entire order. So head over to sportbuffshop.com, use the 10%, Buy and look at many, many things. CFL, Major League Baseball, NHL. Get everything you can in your cart. Save that 10% and support mm local.
0: Mm-hmm. And the Alouettes Flight Deck is all over social media and the World Wide Web. Uh, make sure you head over to www.alouettesflightdeck.ca for all of your podcasting needs, especially our archive of seven plus seasons tim we are now in our eighth season of podcasting can you believe it
1: and slowly coming upon 200 episodes
0: oh yes that's true that's true (laughs) uh make sure you give us a follow on twitter as well folks over at Alouettes fl deck uh you can find us on facebook at facebook.com slash alouette's flight deck pod make sure you check out our instagram where we have been now getting into the live streaming aspect of things over there on the on the gram as the kids say Uh, (laughs) head over to alouette's flight deck Mm -hmm. Uh, make sure you subscribe to our youtube channel over at youtube.com slash alouette's flight deck and by all means, folks. If you want to help us out with this podcast, uh, check out our merch store over at teespringcom stores Deck featuring our newest "If You Know You Know" shirt with the uh, Al's Bird '56, uh, which is uh, a really cool design. And uh, I'm I am looking forward, Tim, to getting my hands on our our own the one that we'll be rocking at the stadium at some point this year.
1: It's coming very very soon. I've already gotten the the notice, so it's coming very very soon, buddy.
0: Oh, sweet. So definitely looking forward to that. And of course, uh, folks, if you ever want to reach out to us, I mean, as, as we've said, there's numerous ways to do so. Please do. Uh, if you're listening to us on YouTube, make sure you hit us up in the comments as well. Hit that like button. you know, Make sure you're subscribed. Uh, tell a friend, tell a friend. I mean, make sure you get the word out. The Alois Flight Deck is here. New CFL season's upon us, and we are just so excited. We're, we're starting to take things up to the next level, and we want you along for the ride
1: exactly and we gave away our first pair of tickets for the sport buff flight crew seats for the preseason game coming this friday versus the hamilton tiger cats and cliff the winner was
0: none other than mike Palmorino. congratulations mike we hope you enjoy the view from the flight crew seats and uh as as it's, it's, it's as simple as that folks you know make sure you're subscribed to the podcast make sure you're tuning in make sure you're 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 a part of us, and who knows? We, we we've got plenty of we got tickets for every game this year, and we want to make sure that those flight crew seats get used. So make sure you're participating in the contest. Make sure you're part of the giveaway. Be like Mike in this sense and subscribe. And hey, the next home game is the home opener, June 10th, against the Ottawa Redblacks, and uh, that is going to be an incredible game for so many reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when we announce the contest for those for those seats make sure you're tuned in make sure you're dialed up and who knows it could be you sitting in the flight crew seats next
1: okay uh seeing the flyover which was just announced but um uh, our lady peace uh uh-huh. pregame show i mean so many things this, this game i'm I haven't checked what the with uh, the stadium uh stadium looks like yet when it comes to tickets sold but this this game's going to be rocking because uh, everybody remembers it's usually thanksgiving that we got to wait for for the flyover, but this is going to be the home opener 7 p.m on a saturday let's say sunday on a saturday it's going to be so much fun so uh uh stay tuned it it should be announced in the next uh, couple of days and uh, make sure you get in on the contest
0: absolutely it's going to be a a game to remember and a night to remember for so many reasons and listen if you want if you want guaranteed seats then make sure you're entered into the contest make sure you do what you have to do to get in on this and if you're chosen as a lucky winner then you know you're good you're in you will see our lady please at halftime you will be a part of hopefully a long winning streak for the Montreal Alouettes. I mean it's, it's going to be a fantastic night and uh, we want you to be a part of it
1: exactly Usually we would, Cliff and I would really quick go into a little bit about, you know, maybe, maybe the previous week or something like that. But, uh, Cliff, you had mentioned to me that you felt that there was a, uh, and I really is a, really a necessity to, to, uh, uh, to make this dedication that you wanted to talk about this week before we started uh, the actual show.
0: Yeah, it was a, a little bit of a heavy heart last week. Uh, well, actually it was a couple of weeks ago and you had mentioned while we were at training camp that, uh. Uh, a very good man a, a huge Alouette's fan and quite frankly a tailgating legend in alain Chartrand, uh also known as Mononais if if you're if you're if you ever come to an Alouette's tailgate you know who Manon Calais is uh, just an absolutely wonderful gentleman uh, a huge football fan just a great uh, just a good hearted kind soul. Uh, unfortunately, suffered an aneurysm, and it was said that he was not going to be much longer for this world. And unfortunately, last Saturday, uh, Manon Calin had passed away. Uh, he's not in pain anymore, and uh, it's 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 tough because I, I I remember him as such a as I said, just a good. Good men. I mean, always big smile on his face at the tailgate. Uh, he, he was just—he was the kind of guy that you know. He, he was like Manonk, which in, in like it's like calling someone uncle. Like he was like your uncle. He was like everybody's uncle. He—he mm-hmm. he, he was the kind of guy that he, he wanted to make sure that you were okay. You were having a good time. Like you come to the tailgate, you need a beer, I got you. Want to grab a hot dog? Go for it. You know, you, you show up by yourself. Like hey, come over here. Let's make some friends. And he, you know, he he'd pair you up, and you know, you start making friends immediately. That was the kind of person Manon Calais was. And it didn't matter where you go, go. Like when it came to like going to Grey Cups, he was he was there for those. Uh, uh, going to like away games, like uh, whatever the Elwets would play in Ottawa, Hamilton, Toronto. Set up at the tailgate there and people knew who Manon Calais was. And just a, a good, good man. There, I, I mean, I could sit for hours and talk about all the fun times we had together and just, you know, Always looking out. Always loved reading uh, my blogs when I was writing them, and uh, just you know, he he knew how much we cared about this team, and he cared about this team too. Like he he, was there for the wins, the losses, everything. Like he was very much dedicated to the Montreal Alouettes, and it's it's going to be tough. Like I know that the there's not going to be a tailgate tomorrow at uh, the preseason game, but I know that they will have the tailgate back uh, on June 10th, and. It will not be the same without Manon Calais. I can tell you that right now. Um, but I do want to dedicate this season of us doing the podcast. I want to dedicate it to Manon Calais. I just, you know, I, I, I you know, I'm always going to remember him. He's so difficult to forget. There's no question about that. <laughs> and anyone who's ever like even outside fans that would come in and meet Manon Calais for the first time, like they, they walk. You will never forget him. That's, that's just the kind of personality he was. Like you talk about larger than life. Just an absolutely wonderful human being and he will be incredibly missed. Uh, my thoughts are with his family and uh, all the people at the tailgate that knew him and loved him and appreciated him for what he was. Manok repose en pay. On va You will be missed, Manonk Allais. Rest well. And as far as I'm concerned, you've got the best seat in the house for Alouette's games this year and from now to the end of time. So, you know... Until we meet again, Mano Kelly, we speak your name. Uh,
1: before we get go any further, Cliff, I can say I know I wasn't. I, I've I've gone through with many different parts of, of football family for me. Um, there are many people that I was never able to meet in person, uh, whether it be that uh, I I didn't uh, go to you know I I didn't go to to uh, the tailgating enough or, or whatnot or just didn't take the chat. But uh, I'm sure this is one gentleman that I'm sure I would have loved to have met and. Uh, very well spoken and uh uh can you can you just think of the stories that he's going to be able to have with all the former players that may have passed already it's just going to oh. be one gi- one big giant tailgate party for him up in the sky so it's i think it's going to be
0: i i hope so i i really hope so because there is no one more deserving and when can't help but think but like, okay well when our time comes who's going to be the first one to welcome us to this great tailgate party in the sky? Mm. He, you know he'll be there for it.
1: So. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you happen to see last week's episode, as you know, uh, or at least midweek, actually, we did have a um, a, a reaction video to the, to the last preseason game. If you happen to miss any of that, if you didn't see the full thing on Instagram, you can head over to our YouTube page where it is cr- going to be available. And we're going to try to make sure that we... If we do anything else on Insta, we're gonna push everything to over to our YouTube page also. So make sure you head over there and, and check it out. Um, since then, though, since the game itself, because we're not, I said we're not gonna really rehash it, because we're gonna move forward to what's coming up uh, tomorrow. Because we are taping this late because of the almighty Hydro Quebec and pulling Tim's power. Um, <laughs> it there were a few minor uh, transactions that the Alouettes. Did announce, didn't they, Cliff, leading up into this last week heading into the preseason finale for the alouettes
0: Yeah. I mean, as far as uh, making cuts go, I mean, typically the cuts have already been made earlier in the week to get down to 75. But as it often is the case due to injuries or just finding that right fit for you, your team, like sometimes teams will still make the occasional drops or ads or whatnot. So Like this, uh, this past week the Elwets did uh, sign three players and release four of them. Uh, Added to the roster is uh, Avery Ellis, making his return to the Montreal Elwets. Last year was traded to the Edmonton Elks. Uh, Didn't seem like it was a good fit over there, and uh, lo and behold, he's back in blue and red. So we're we're definitely happy to have that. Uh, Just another stout body on the uh, on the defensive line, and again, you can't have too many good defensive linemen. Just like you can't have too many good Canadian offensive lineman so definitely happy to see Avery Ellis back but now it's gonna be kind of confusing because we also have Jabari Ellis which to my knowledge they are not related just pure coincidence they both have the same last name uh so uh, it's gonna be funny though because you're like oh what a great sack by Ellis which one like oh and now we have to pay attention (laughs) yeah also added were uh, onto the defensive line was uh, Kevon Bennett from Arkansas State, as well as Chris Moore, a linebacker from Georgia Tech. And, of course, as you add players, you also end up deleting players. Uh, so released from the roster were uh, Jerry Howard Jr., uh, running back from Towson. Uh, he did see some limited action in the preseason game versus Ottawa, and unfortunately didn't do anything of note. Now, mind you, it's probably because Ottawa's defensive line was – really, really playing well. So he just kept getting necked over and over again. So just didn't quite have a chance to get through and make that impression. So fortunately, he was being shown the door. Uh, Tyshawn James, a receiver from Central Connecticut, also being shown the door. Uh, once again, I didn't see or hear very much of him throughout the preseason game. Uh, so unfortunately, it just ended up being a, another camp hand. So... You know, it's it's like that sometimes. Along with uh, David Rivers, who we did get to see in limited action as well versus Ottawa, and didn't do anything outstanding. Other than you know, he was there, he played, but uh, didn't do anything particularly outstanding. Which at this point of the year, you you know, you you get limited opportunities in training camp and in preseason, and you've got to make the most of them. Yeah, and it just didn't work, work out for him. Uh, along with Jeremy Webb, defensive back from Kansas, he. He too, uh, you know, unfortunately, just as I said, sometimes these guys are brought in strictly as camp arms and just a chance to test out and make the other more established players compete just a little bit harder. And, you know, just once again, when you're talking about the numbers and you're talking about adding and deleting players uh, from the roster, that's, you know, sometimes the numbers game will get you. So and I think that's the case with uh, all four of these gentlemen. Uh, I have no doubt in my mind that they came in ready to go and were fighting hard, but sometimes, yeah, it's just it just doesn't work out. So, yeah, I'm, you know, w- wish them well, but uh, unfortunately, it's on to the next.
1: Yeah, and obviously, with uh, with the game coming up this week, there's going to be some obviously some major changes on the roster itself. You know, it, it, it's not. I don't know. We'll see what it feels like. Um, you know, cut down day this this year versus what you and I went through last year. you know these two two years in themselves have been c- c- so completely different you know with the whole CBA thing and you know brand you know basically a brand new team, that type of thing, so it'll be a very interesting thing, but we, we can't discount what's coming up though because obviously with the game on Friday, that's what's going to lead up to who is going to be who who the coach' staff is going to decide to keep and who are going to cut, and who are going to go into the practice uh, practice squad.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of the starters that are going to be dressed, and we'll probably see like a series or two, maybe even a quarter's worth of action, but essentially it's these bubble guys that I keep talking about that this whatever opportunity they have, they have to make the most. They absolutely have to make the most of it, no matter what. Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, yes, we're going to finally see Cody Fajardo uh, suit up as, as a member of the Alouettes, and Again, I, I would honestly say, like just based on his performance at training camp so far, I I see him maybe playing one or two series and then handing things over to Caleb Evans, Davis Alexander, and Mike Glass to see which of those guys... Like, essentially, who is going to step up and be the number two guy? Because yeah. I think that's the competition right now. I mean, yeah. Cody, Cody Fajardo is safe right now. I mean, barring something catastrophic happening, he will be the starting quarterback for the Montreal LOS this year. But who's going to be number two? Who's going to be the guy that... That uh, Jason Moss is going to tap on the shoulder and say, all right, you're in now. If Fajardo goes down to injury or isn't performing quite like we expect him to, who's going to be the one that's going to go in next? Who's got next, essentially? So is it going to be Evans? Is it going to be Alexander? Is it going to be Glass even? Because Mm -hmm. right now there's four quarterbacks in camp. And technically usually only three spots are available and then someone goes in the practice roster. So, I mean, in theory, the Always could keep all four of these guys in some way, shape or form. It's just a matter of who's going to be the next guy, who's going to be the number two guy and essentially number three and so on. So that's going to be a very interesting uh, experiment tomorrow, if you will, just to see who, who's going to be given more reps, who's going to be given more of an opportunity to show what they can do. And, Who's going to make the best case to be the number two quarterback and who's going to be number three and so on. So that tomorrow is something I'm going to be looking at. I, I honestly don't see Fajardo playing more than a quarter's worth, if if that even. I, I would honestly say like maybe one, two series at the most just to kind of get his, you know, get a feel of things and to really let the fans see him in Alouette's colors as opposed to seeing him in green and white for so many years. Now, now he's playing on our team. So I think there's going to be a little bit of interest to see how he does there. But, uh, you know, it, it's, it's really going to come down to the, the backups, Who, who's going to step up and be, you know, Cody's right-hand man, so to speak.
1: Yeah, and it's true. And, they, and, you know, the quarterbacks themselves, I think, have a little bit to work on, too, anyways. Because as we saw uh, last week versus Ottawa, that atrocious, atrocious chance at just getting, you know, one short yard after, you know, after Davis Alexander scampered for nine. You can't get a yard and two. And two plays? You know, yeah. it's it's something that happened last year quite a bit. So they have to decide how this is going to work. The O-line needs to do a little bit better, obviously, because you got to get a push. Because you know, they really didn't do it in camp, as we saw. It was just going, you know, it was just a fit to complete, fit to complete where they just went forward and, you know, it, it, it was a, just a play. You know what yeah. I mean? So... That has be- talk,
0: and we've been talking about how arguably this offensive line is worlds better than what Cody Fajardo had with him in Saskatchewan last year so this but they're gonna have to prove it they're gonna have to really show that yes this this offensive line is for real I mean the the talent on here is second to none as far mm-hmm. as I'm concerned mm-hmm. like you take a look at all five positions and you got you get some Honest to goodness, talent here, and these are guys that should be able to give that one yard for the quarterback sneak, or be able to create just enough of a lane for a William standback or Walter Fletcher to be able to dash in and get that extra yard for the first down and help move the chains. So they've got to show up too tomorrow. They, they, this, like, I mean, a lot of these names you look at and you think, okay, their job is safe. Their job is safe, and yes, they pro- it is safe for the most part. But we we've, we've seen we've seen weirder things happen. I'm not disagreeing with that, but uh, for a lot of these guys that their job is basically on the line, they're going to need a little bit of help from the big guys up front. So hopefully they'll, hopefully they'll get that. And once again, whoever has a chance to prove that they belong on this team will get every opportunity to do so.
1: Yep. And uh, we got most, i say most of, most of the starters will play. I'm curious to know how long the ones will play. I mean, you got uh, Sutton's going to be playing Croix, uh you know, Murray, Beverett, how the is going to be playing, uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, Amando's going to be playing again. Uh, Brock Gowalk is going to be back. Um, but I think one of the, one of the interesting things though here, Cliff, obviously in standback too, because we, we want to see how this new, how this O-line does for the run. Um, the interesting thing though, is we found it this week that uh, it still seems that, uh, that we still have an issue at wide receiver. It, when it comes to when it comes to injuries, mm-hmm. um, what are, what are your thoughts, dude? I mean, as I said, we, you know, again, it is week two of preseason. Yes, most likely these. I mean, these guys are, you know, they're you know Ellingson. Obviously, he was a huge free agent signing. We I mean, we know what happened last year. Before we, before he came back, and there's Tyson Philpot, who the, for the second year in a row has had it has an issue with uh, with a hammy. Mm-hmm. What's your thought on these? Because we really haven't heard much about Ellingson. We don't know what's wrong, if anything. I mean, yes, we know he's not a spring chicken. He is 34. It's funny to say not a spring chicken at 34 years old. Um, thought thoughts when you heard and you saw that on social.
0: It- it's concerning, especially Philpot. I mean, yes, Ellingson we know, had injury issues coming in, and it was uh, one of those risk-reward signings when it came to the Alouettes. I mean, yes, it was big because he's definitely a named player, and he's won Grey Cups, and he's definitely someone that, when healthy, can be one of the more top-tier receivers of this league. Uh, my concern, though, is with Tyson Philpott. I mean, it's funny though cuz every time we saw him at camp he was like you know i'm looking good i feel good i'm i'm good man. like you know you like you thought okay he's he's ready to go he's he's ready but then, now this issue with his uh, hamstrings come up and that's concerning uh one can't help but wonder though if maybe the are just being extra cautious and i have to believe they are but this is again a prime opportunity for some of those guys that we were talking about uh for example Austin Mack who i definitely think will make the team without any question i think when it comes to, as I said, you cannot replace a Eugene Lewis so easily, but he's a guy that has so far come in and played outstanding football and can definitely, I'd say, live up to that kind of expectation. Like, he, he no one's expecting him to come up with uh, genome level numbers, but he can still step in there along with the other receivers on this team and he can go toe-to-toe. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, it's uh, it's some of these uh, guys like, like the Tyler Sneeds and the uh, Kishan Abrams that we're expecting big things out of them tomorrow because those are the guys that, I mean, the difference between a good game and a great game essentially is going to mean a difference between being on the practice roster or actually being part of this team. If, God forbid, Ellingson and Philpot end up on, whether it's the one-game list or maybe even the sixth game, and that could be a an interesting strategy as well. Like do you six game Ellingson, for example, or Phil or both in order to give some of these guys that are kind of on the cusp, a chance to, if nothing else, at least make the practice roster with potential opportunity to come on board and become an actual game day player. And maybe this is the opportunity that they need to shine. And that seems to be a, a very, uh, a running theme in Montreal more than anything else is that receivers go down, as someone steps up, someone comes along and becomes the next big superstar.
1: Yeah, it's and it's true. It's I, I don't I, mind you. We don't know what what it is with and We don't know what it is right now. I mean, and it, it would suck just for again for our uh, one of our big free agent signings to go on the sixth game. I honestly don't think that's going to happen. In my opinion, I think if anything, it'll be, a, it'll be for both of them. If they do, if they do not play versus Ottawa in the opener. I think it'll be a one game, but we'll see. Um, I, I'm just curious to know, you know, curious to know what the issues. Is. And by the way, interesting comment. Speaking of uh, of injuries, I don't know if you saw it. Did you see the interesting comment that came from Coach Moss when it came specifically to injuries? No. He basically said, "I will answer anything else to you. You asked me about injuries. I'm not going to tell you about them." I'm not going to comment on them. Why should he? It's a good, I I understand his reasoning. You don't want to give the other teams a potential edge. Because yes, they will end up seeing on the, on the, on the, on the depth chart, who is and who isn't going to start. But also, don't you think the fans, I understand it's just media. Don't you think the fans would like to know? I'm sure they would. I mean, I know each coach does things differently. We all know that Bill Belichick, you know, (laughs) when it came to Bill Belichick and him actually, you know, coming forward with with an actual injury, whether somebody was hurt or not. Yeah. Probable, 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 probable. Yeah.
0: No, it's uh, keeping your cards close to the vest, which, again, that's definitely Moss's, you know, right to do so. And... Yeah, I'm sure fans would like to know because, especially the ones that play uh, fantasy football or, uh, you know, participate in in gambling and uh, and such. Uh, again, they obviously they they feel they should know what's going on before they make their rosters and whatnot. But I mean, honestly, if I'm if I'm not obligated to disclose any injuries, then then why why would I? Why, yeah. as you said, why would I give a team potential edge and let help them prepare? to play us like that. That would be my thought process is why would I give my opponent a chance to now start scouting my other players? Yeah. Forget that.
1: No, I That's... get that. I get that. And, but you know, we will be able to see if, if the league does what they did last year to, you know, to, to go with the, you know, the whole gambling aspect of it and fantasy aspect of it, that we'll see the day to day practice roster, uh, the practice reports. Hmm. So we'll, we'll kind of get an idea, but I guess we'll never find out specifics unless you happen to know said player. And you're able to ask them off the record or whatever it may be.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and believe me, if you ask any player, they're they're always ready to go. They're always they're going to say, "Yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine." But you're yeah, you're fine until you're not fine. That's the that's the thing. And then it's a matter of if you're looking to add these guys to your fantasy football team, or if you're looking to you know maybe place a wager on how many yards they're going to you know run for or catch for, or how many touchdowns they're going to score, and then they end up not playing, then that kind of you yeah, know that would probably piss you off if you're a, a, you know, a, a gambler or a a fan that just wants to you know have a little action on the game. Mm-hmm. So, but at the end of the day, when it comes to the actual day to day operation of the team, then yeah, if you don't have to disclose anything, why would you?
1: So no, I get that. I get that. Um, interesting story. I guess I didn't know about the hearing of the interesting story about Ento being a for, being a former wide receiver now trying out at cornerback.
0: Yeah, when, when, so I wonder if Ch- Jason Moss trying to do his best impression of Chris Jones by uh, taking a receiver and making him a defensive
1: back. <laughs> but he wasn't. But, but he wasn't. I, I, I get what you're getting. But he wasn't signed originally as a wide receiver. He, he was signed as a cornerback, wasn't he? Yep. So I well, mean, it.
0: no, it's it, like I said, it, it's just funny because it's something that we're we're seeing more and more of. And essentially, most wide receivers do end up becoming very good defensive backs, and mm-hmm. vice versa, because it it really does come down to speed. No, and who who knows better what a receiver is thinking than a former receiver that because has turned into a defensive back or
1: corner. Yeah, yeah. So I, it, usually we'll see when it comes to changes. Will it's usually it's funny. It's usually the Canadian quarterbacks that they're drafted as a quarterback, but then but they uh, they when they come into camp, they'll change them over to wide receiver, and and a lot of them have done very well. There are some, some huge players, you know, some huge names that came into the CFL originally as a quarterback in U sport, but made a hell of a name for themselves as wide receiver.
0: Hell, at one point in Hamilton, <laughs> Vernon Adams was you – know, they, they toyed, toyed around with the idea of turning him into a receiver, which would have been absolutely stupid. Mm. I mean, not because he couldn't do it. The Lord knows he's got athletic ability all day long, but, I mean, you've got a top-tier quarterback, and – because you're too busy putzing around with other quarterbacks, the who shall not be named, and you're gonna. This man, I tell you, <laughs> how happy is how happy is Va to not have to deal with nonsense like that anymore? But unfortunately, as you said, Canadian quarterbacks, if they make it to the Canadian Football League, that's typically what happens because not everybody is Nathan Rourke. Not everybody has the opportunity to show what they can do as a quarterback. Yeah, instead, it's a matter of. Well, you know, you're athletic. You, you can do this. You can do that, and we'll, we'll just switch your position. Uh, another great example: uh, Mark Olivier Briette, friend of the show. He was a, an outstanding quarterback for the uh, University of Montreal Carbet back in the day. But Jim Pop took a look at him and said, "Nah, man, you, you you're going to be our safety," and had a fantastic career doing so. So it's just sometimes that's just how it is, and like Canadian quarterbacks. By and large, you know you, you want them to succeed, you want them to do well, but sometimes it just isn't in the cards. And if you can switch yourself to another position and somehow get on the field, then more power to you. And, hey, you never know. Sometimes those guys end up being used as emergency quarterbacks because, hey, they know how to throw a football pretty well.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, Besides quarterbacks, uh, any other uh, position position or positions that you're going to be looking at specifically for uh, for this game uh versus uh versus hamilton on friday
0: uh one thing i'm definitely looking at is uh the secondary big time because we, we've got the established guys that will be suiting up and they'll be given i'm sure at least a quarter's worth of work to make sure that they get all the uh all the kinks worked out and and that but it, it's kind of funny like just looking at the, the depth chart and seeing like So many linebackers all of a sudden. Now a lot of these guys too could potentially become defensive, uh, like secondary players, like defensive backs or or corners. But they're just loading up on this linebacker thing. As 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 I've said, this linebacking core as it sits is pretty impressive this year. Uh, But I I guess just now a matter of just seeing what what these guys can do defensively, whether it's you know as, as as either. Secondary members or members of the linebacking core, like anyone in that in those positions, if they got a chance to shine, they've got to do it. They got to find a way to get on this team by any means necessary. So I'm curious to see. We have a pretty good idea who this starting lineup is going to be come uh, June 10th, but it's the other guys that are essentially fighting for their lives right now. Like they're they're going to have to play like their hair is on fire tomorrow and prove that they belong on this team, even if it's just to get a, a, a practice roster spot. Just get your foot in the door. That's really what it is. is This is their their chance to get a foot on the in the door. If they can make an outstanding player or two happen tomorrow against Hamilton, that's going to bode extremely well for them. Um, it's it, this really is like a job interview. This and th- this is the last one. This is essentially your last chance to show that you belong on this team in some way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. And you you best not miss. That's that's the thing. Is you best not miss. This is your your chance to do it it's on TV on RDS mind you but people are watching this game and you you got to show that you belong and if for whatever reason you still end up getting cut then if your film is impressive enough well everybody else is making cuts too and everybody else is gonna be taking a look and saying oh Dale let let that guy go oh shoot I want him and then <laughs> signed and you're, you're all of a sudden you're, you're you're on another team and you're you're back at it again so Kind of the fun of the preseason when you think about it is just seeing who wants it bad enough. Who is ready to take that next level? Who's ready to step up and become a member of this team? Whether it's practice roster or actually a member of the active roster. Who is ready to come, come on board and be a part of this thing? That's what I'm looking forward to more than anything else. And defensively, there's a lot of guys on here that I think can be real impact players. It's just, if they get whatever opportunities they get, they have to make the most of them. Simple as that.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, any anything non-player related that you're looking forward to? Obviously, for us it's being back in the stadium, you know, it's, I, seeing I, seeing you know fans and it, it'll be a preseason crowd. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah, I don't see it being sold out. Oh, <laughs> I'll say no. that right no. now. But, but I think just being back in the stadium is a lot better than you know just me just going up there during lunchtime and being able to walk into the stadium and. You know, do what, do whatever,
0: but humble, humble, brag some more, Tim.
1: No, no, no. I'm just saying versus (laughs) uh, that versus what's going to happen this week, and then obviously what's going to happen next week. Anything, anything in particular you're looking forward to?
0: I think it's just being back and seeing live football, and it, even though it it doesn't count in the standings, it still counts as far as evaluation goes, and just seeing what these guys can do because we've seen what they've been able to do in the training camp sessions, and as I said. Yeah, everybody looks good when you're kind of going, I won't say ha- at half speed, but you're obviously not trying to kill the guy in front of you in training camp. Mm-hmm. But come tomorrow, this is your opportunity to go up against real competition. And those guys, too, are in the same scenario. They're looking to try and get a spot on Hamilton's roster. They're, tr- they're trying to make their case to be part of that, that group. And they're going to be playing, too, with purpose and intensity. And they're going to want to show out as well. So, I mean... To me, that's part of the fun of the, especially the second, the second preseason game because first game, it was a lot of the lesser known players, and you start seeing okay, what kind of potential is there, and then just based on that, the guys that played extremely well that first preseason game versus Ottawa, now we're looking, we're going to be looking extra hard at them to see if, if they are the real deal or were they just having a very good day that day? Mm -hmm. Like that's the key is, who is ready to step up and truly be a member of this team and if you played outstanding football the first game it doesn't matter that's in the past like now it, it's it's what have you done for me lately when it comes to football you know th- you are only as good as your last game and that game is fi- that game was finished a week ago now you've got a new opportunity a blank canvas to work with whatever opportunity you get you truly truly have to make the most of it i can't stress this enough that this is such an important job interview for a lot of these guys
1: yeah and you know, obviously camaraderie being back with the you know Alouettes nation and the Alouettes family um, I'm actually looking forward to some of the new stuff uh, that, the, that the that's going to be offered at the stadium this year dude I mean the team made a, a huge you know talk about it you know with the, I think it was, we mentioned uh, uh, I think it was last show Um You know, Mark Waitman was talking about all all the additional beers and stuff that they're going to be adding, or the the new food, and the team announced some of the food that was going to be announced that was going to be available besides Slush Puppy. And uh, are we heading up to the upper deck on our side for, for Slush Puppy?
0: Well, if it stays bloody warm like it has been the past couple of days here, <laughs> I, I think you're going to have to. I mean, you gotta you got to find a way to cool down. I just hope that they dude, have enough
1: slush. Dude, considering how, it, how many people won't be at the stadium, tomorrow may be the day to go and try out these items without having to worry about the lineups.
0: That's true. That's true because, yeah, I guarantee June 10th. I mean, as it stands right now, the game's not entirely sold out, but I'm sure tickets are moving pretty fast just based on the fact that our Lady piece is playing, and uh, there's going to be a flyover, and th- so many great things are going to be happening on June 10th. This is basically going to be our preseason game, too, Tim. If, as you said, if, if we want to go try and some of these things without you know fighting the crowds and missing any of the action, yeah, this, this this might be the opportunity for us to to do that and just be back in our seats and just take everything in like we like we've come to know.
1: There are there are a few things. There are a few things. One of them, I think, is the uh, uh, the chili bowl, the chili with a bread bowl. I'm looking forward to that.
0: Oh, you know what? That's and I, I said before. Like, I mean, chili in a bread bowl is fantastic. But I mean, to me, that's more of a wintry kind of thing. Like a like, or like when the cooler weather hits. Like come October, that's going to be a fire, I think. But uh, when it was hot, like like it's, it hasn't been the past couple of days. I'm not sure if I really want to be scarfing down chili, even if it isn't a bread bowl. <laughs> I mean, bread bowls make it better, right? I mean, any, yeah. Anything's good, good in a bread bowl, but uh, I, do, I don't know if I really want to be eating chili right about now.
1: There's so so many other things. I mean, there's uh, they, I know I, as much as I love uh, slush puppies, slash Slurpees, slash Slosh, slash whatever, whatever you want to call them, flavored sugar water, flavored sugar water. I, I'm all for it, but they, as I said, they got a couple of new things I want to try and uh, um. You know, I, it, it, I'm it. i glad they're expanding their, their offerings at the stadium. I mean, there's only so much that you can do with, with hot dogs and, not, and nachos and chips. So,
0: Yeah, and of course, it wouldn't be Montreal if they didn't have puts in. And of course, there's going to be signature puts ins at the stadium oh, as yeah, well. Oh, I
1: know, right? I mean, it's, it's just come across, you know, they put some thought into it this year. I can't be more happy. Um, again, it's something that... Uh, do, do we dare do like we did with the pretend helmet to uh, try out some of these things and do it do it live i mean i'm looking at it here i mean it's why not dude right
0: hey you know what that might not be a bad idea at least uh kind of a an unboxing if you will of food yeah exactly <laughs> or food reviews i mean those are huge on youtube as well so i mean that actually might not be a bad idea just to uh, you know get our hands on one or two of these items and uh Let the fans know just, you know, if you're going to come to Molson Stadium and see an Alouettes game, you should try this or avoid it like the plague.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, Other things that the Alouettes did announce, actually, it's one it's actually one thing to besides the uh, was mentioned earlier about the flyover for the opener. um, And we were joking about it off air a couple weeks ago uh, is they brought back the whiteout game. Uh, that's going to be when BC comes to town in September, you and I just, just shake our head
0: <laughs> because again, the Alouettes have never won a whiteout game nope. and two, the participation of it is minimal at best. I mean, I, I, I've said this a million times and i I guess I'll say it one more time just in case the, the right people are listening to this. A whiteout game only works when you've got a full stadium and everybody, literally everybody is wearing white, whether they bring it themselves or you have to provide them with t-shirts in order to achieve that whiteout effect. That that's what it takes to make a whiteout game work. And unfortunately the alouettes, bless their hearts, just don't seem to ever get that. And it just it just feels like okay, well what's the point of making such a big hoopla out of it if only a quarter of the stadium is going to participate. I mean, and the fact that you do nothing to help encourage that atmosphere, it's just like, well, wear white if you want to. Well, I don't want to. Well, then nothing. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like the the whole point of the whiteout game, again, when, when done properly, you look at college football. They do whiteout games. They do blackout games. And everybody's wearing the same color. Everybody's on the same page. And it looks amazing. But when the Alouettes do it, especially in a half-full stadium, and it's like – Eh, it's just it it just it's like a lead balloon. It just it doesn't it doesn't fly. It doesn't go over. It's it's almost pathetic when you think about it. So like I cringe. Like we thought we were safe this year. We thought okay, they didn't announce a whiteout game. Finally, they got it. They understood. And then you told <laughs> told me about it. I'm like oh, damn it all. Like <laughs> this is why.
1: Yeah. The last time we had a whiteout game versus BC, which we have had before, was back in twenty sixteen. So. We have had BC in town for for whiteout games, so it's uh, Kevin Glenn was our quarterback back then. Mm. So yeah, I, you know, I mean, props to the team; they are trying to create some stuff. But I mean, it has to be done right. That's the main thing. Uh, I, again, for me, and I'm sure as everybody else is, uh, who is a uh, who is a Uni file, um, can't wait, cannot wait for July 1st to see what these new alternate uniforms look like. Hmm.
0: Yeah, it'll be, uh, it'll be fun. It'll be interesting. And, uh, you know, if we get, if we can even get a bit of a preview of it, folks, and we can let you know about it. We certainly will. But, uh, like, like everything else when it comes to, uh, you know, K football there's just all of a sudden a cone of silence when it comes to stuff like this. So
1: give us a chance. I, Come on, uh, Alowitz organization, give us a chance. We'll sign. we have our pens ready to sign the NDA just give us a shot.
0: Yeah. Well, what's the harm going to cause? I mean, if nothing else, we're just going to create hype. I
1: exactly. Mean, you got to create FOMO. And uh, teasers. You know what? Again, teasers. It makes me wonder, and I'm just putting this out there now, because I could be completely off my rocker. Okay? And I mentioned this to you at the beginning of the show, before we before we started. So the boutique started to promote some new stuff, and they showed basically from empty store to what a full store looks like over at the stadium. There's one item there in one of those photos that is not being promoted anywhere on the website. You know, all the sideline merch, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. There's one item there in one of the few last pictures and if you can find it, let me know. You know, tweet at me, DM me, email me at tim.capper at alouettesflightdeck.ca or cliff at cliffyd.pine at alouettesflightdeck.ca. If you can find it, let us know. But I think there is potentially one thing that is a slight nod to what may be coming. And I don't have any insight in, and I may be completely wrong on this. But I think there's one thing that may be... Nodding, giving a nod to the upcoming jerseys. Hmm. Okay. Again, I could be—I don't have any uh, inside information, but this is just me completely thinking outside of the wacky box.
0: Well, and hey, you could very well be right. It could be—that could be a, a bit of a clue right there. So, I mean, folks, if nothing else, go check out the boutique. I mean, just to think—maybe, maybe, just maybe. We might be getting a clue without even realizing it, or maybe even them realizing that they're releasing this, you know, giving us a clue without, you know, intentionally trying to do so. I mean, what do you folks think? I mean, as I said, if you're watching us on YouTube or listening to us on YouTube, let us know in the comments below. Uh, social media, hit us up and let us know what you think it is going to be. Like, what do you think these uniforms are going to look like? Do you think that the uh, the pants that Tim are talking about? Do you think that's a kind of a a giveaway? Let us know. T- let's talk about it.
1: It's in the sixth, I'm giving another hint. Yes, they're pants, and it's on the... If you go to their Facebook page, it's on the sixth photo. Again, I could be completely off my rocker on this one, but it just does not seem to go with everything else that the team has launched.
0: One of these things is not like the other.
1: One of these things is not like the other. <laughs> yes. Um, but I, I'm trying to think... Of what, what, any other new stuff that the league, the team, put out this week? As I said, it was a. We're coming up on the game itself, it, we're, we were at one of those points where we were lucky enough to take an extra day, and hopefully have more information to come out. But this is one of the few times <laughs> to where it didn't happen.
0: Well, I mean, the big news won't be happening until Saturday. That's pr- pretty much cut down day. Is like you have to have your final roster set by mm-hmm. I think it's ten p.m. Eastern on Saturday. So. As we've stated, like the games are being played uh, this weekend. Essentially, there's two games being played tonight, Thursday, as we're recording, and then the two games on Friday. That's it. Like that—that's your preseason right there. Finished. Once once those games are done, that's it. Coaches have the very very difficult task. I don't care what Homer Simpson says. Cuts are not the easiest part of any (laughs) coaching job.
1: Oh, I can imagine. Yeah,
0: it's 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 huge. So. Like every player that's playing right now, regardless of the team, they're they've got to give everything because by ten p.m. on Saturday, you'll know if you're a member of this organization or another organization, or if you're just another football player that's you know hitting the road and trying to you know make their make their way to somewhere else, hopefully.
1: Yeah, and by the way, I know we talked about it uh, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, just so for any of you guys out there. Uh, you know, fans of the CFL, fans of the Alouettes. The 2023 CFL rulebook is now available online. You can head over to CFL.ca, and I'm trying to remember. It's there. It's there. If you, uh, under stats, go under stats. It's there, and also you can pick. You can pick up the uh, the digital version also of the uh, CFL guidebook. And and obviously, congrats to friend of the friend of the pod, former Alouette gino lewis for becoming the uh the uh the poster boy this year he got the cover
0: that's pretty impressive i mean that's uh if, if that's not a rigging endorsement i don't know what is
1: mm-hmm. so trying to think here uh anything else dude we had to talk about this week
0: i mean really i i think you know we've talked about everything we can when it comes to training camp i mean that that part is essentially over now now we have a, a game to watch tomorrow which uh Again, I'm definitely looking forward to being in the stands with you again and taking it all in. Uh, and really well like folks, we were so encouraged by the, the the feedback we got from our live stream. we're actually thinking about trying to do it we may be able to do another one tomorrow, perhaps live at personal Molson Stadium somehow and just again, just being able to share our thoughts and you know have you folks chime in as well and let us know what you think of of what you've seen as well because at this point like, All we can do is speculate as to what the final roster is going to look like. Uh, To me, I'm I'm just itching to find out because you know, too, that players are going to be posting about it, too, saying either, yep, I'm a part of this team, or nope, I got cut. So it's always interesting as well to follow along throughout the day because they they may not release everything, and they're not obligated to release the final roster until after 10 p.m., and even then, they, some teams even just wait till the next day and just let you <laughs> sit and wonder what if, who could it be, like who's mm-hmm, going to be there? But mm-hmm. the players, if especially if they're cut, they'll let you know. And most of them, to their credit, have always been like, "Well, thank you for the opportunity." On to the next one, kind of thing. But uh, if someone played outstanding football and didn't make the cut, the, all they can wonder is, "What did I do wrong? What, what what did I or what didn't I do?"
1: Yeah, to become yeah. a member
0: of this team. And I remember we dealt with this last year with uh, Fabian Guerra, who played – he had an outstanding training camp, played incredible football in those, the two preseason games. Still wasn't quite enough for him to to make the roster, and even we were befuddled. Like, okay, well, geez, I mean, but more does this guy have to do? And unfortunately, as I said earlier, it, sometimes it's really truly really about the numbers game. Sometimes it's really a matter of, well, we've only got X number of spots available, and – not everybody's going to make it and that's the unfortunate thing about football is you can play the best possible football and sometimes it's just not enough and it's it's hard it's especially for players it's got to be soul crushing to think that you gave everything you had and then some and it was still nope nope not enough try again the next day you know better luck next year kind of thing like it's It sucks, but I mean, this is the sport we love, man. It's it's that's just the way it is. So I mean, to all these players that came to the camp that did everything they could to be a member of this team, we salute you. We respect everything you've done, and all we can say is, may the odds be ever in your favor. (laughs) Nothing but the The CFL
1: Hunger (laughs) Games. (laughs) Yeah, pretty
0: much. It is the Hunger Games when you think about it. (laughs) Yeah,
1: now that's true um again if you uh, if you see us in stadium tomorrow night uh, let us uh, come say hey um there is no secret word so you won't get tickets for next week's game you still got to enter that contest but stay again stay tuned for uh, for when that uh uh when it's basically ready set go to so you can enter in for the for the contest for the home opener mm-hmm. um just have fun guys as i said uh it, it should be fun new season get to see our, our guys again uh, and it's uh, it's heading into the regular season. That it, it should yeah. be fun. So uh, enjoy it, and uh, obviously Cliff, I will see you tomorrow night, Bud, because it's it's just going to be fun no matter what. So,
0: 100 percent. And uh, folks, don't forget the game will be broadcast on TV on RDS, or you can go to CFL preseason on the CFL.ca website. If you, you know, to me, I think you know, if you if you want to watch the game on TV and you have RDS, that's one way to do it. Even though it's all in French. Or you tune in and I'm I'm actually curious to see how it's going to go because they'll get the supposedly you're getting the feed from the video board plus the the commentary from the uh, local radio station. So you had brought up an interesting point like are we going to see could they possibly put RDS's video feed in and then just overdub the uh, the TSN 690 crew for example since they're the technically the home announcing team. I think it's going to be really interesting. we will be in the stadium. We will, we won't know until well after the fact, but uh, you know, folks, how, however it is that you watch the, these games, make sure you tune in, make sure you check it out or better yet come to the game itself and see it live. I mean, there's nothing better than live football, right? So
1: Exactly. It, exactly. It's going to
0: even though it doesn't count in the standings, it's still going to be a good time no matter what. I think tomorrow morning or
1: tomorrow evening. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You're already there, dude. I can tell. I, I can
0: tell. I, I think, like I said, I'm, I'm just, I just want to get back in my seat, back to watching the, you know, watching these Alouettes do their thing, and yeah, let, let, let's see what kind of a team we're going to have this year. That's that's crucial more than anything else. I want to see what the final product's going to look like. At least get an idea of what the final product's going to look like, and just see who's going to be good enough. Who's going to step up and take those spots that are available. That that to me is what I'm looking forward to more than anything else, and let's just, let's just get this going. It's exactly. June now, so we're finally in June. It's finally officially Canadian Football Month and and beyond. So let's do it.
1: Exactly. Well, we thank 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 everybody for joining us for episode one ninety eight of the Ottawa's Flight Deck. Uh, we will be here next week to talk about the the cuts leading up to the game, the home opener versus uh, the Ottawa Red Blacks, and all that's to come. So for everybody here, the Ottawa's Flight Deck for Cliffy D. I'm Tim Capper. We're on final approach.